and welcome to another week of the FinTech podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Hope you are well. We are joined by Esben Nelson, CCO and co-founder at Penio InsureTech Company. So what exactly will we be talking about today? Well, it will be a series of topics, but we will be talking about the challenges that you see in the insurance industry and how the company addresses these hurdles, as well as the Penny Connect platform and more information about that. So for the moment, sit back, relax and hope you enjoy the podcast. Thank you for joining us today, Esben, but could you just give us a little introduction um, and tell us a little bit about yourself and your role, um, especially at the company? Sure, and and thank you very much for having me. Um, Yeah, so I I have a technology background. I've been in the the kind of software and technology business all my career uh, since the early 2000s, working very much with uh, technology into uh, big corporate companies. So Mm -hmm. that being actually both, you know, on on the pharmaceutical side, life science side, and very much into the financial uh, industry. And and, um, the way I've kind of looked at is always how to apply technology to establish uh, kind of new capabilities, uh, new offerings out into the marketplace. And, and that's where, where I'm really good to look at, you know, technology and find out how we make use of that technology in a, in a big corporation out towards the market. So working very much with uh, what, you know, is called kind of B to B to C. Uh, solutions, so mm-hmm. solutions into big corporates that go out to the consumer space, uh, and and you know sometimes making that work is 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 quite a t- challenge in a, in a in a big corporation. Um, I, I founded the Penny uh, IO together with a, a friend of mine, Yepa, um, yeah, uh, three a bit over three years ago, um, and I, and our ambition back then was actually to establish a, a you know a. a a proposition for insurance companies that enabled them to sell digitally much easier than you know than it was back then and then uh, you know a lot of a lot of things has happened since then but that's our core kind of focus and it was back then as well Um, and my specific role in in penny is to uh, i oversee all the commercial activities so you know right from sales to actually implementing these solutions with our uh, insurance clients that's uh, that's my job to, uh, so really, you, you get to see the whole process or the behind the scenes, as it were, of yeah, seeing but, uh, it go down that journey. <laughs> exactly. And I, and I really love, you know, working, you know, what sometimes kind of the the truth is when you put things, you know, live in, you know, real live with real clients and real customers in the other mm-hmm. end and seeing that work that's really you know where I get my energy from having that work it's a from from us that works in the insurance industry we know that you know a few things are easy it's it's a, it's a complicated industry you know with a lot of legacy processes a lot of legacy systems it's not like plug and play from from other industries but then also kind of the reward sometimes is bigger because when you've had that journey to actually make that work as a digital sales setup or whatever that could be it's just really really rewarding to see that yeah, yeah so i suppose with um with that being said obviously you talked about your um your mindset at the start of the process obviously starting the company but could you perhaps give us some other insights um into the backstory and kind of any other core philosophies that led you to kind of bring that inception to your company yeah sure so i think what we what we saw a couple of things that we kind of saw challenges when speaking to insurance companies, uh, primarily, you know, in the beginning uh, throughout the Nordics where we, you know, we operate out of Copenhagen, founded here in Copenhagen was, was two things. So one we saw is that, you know, digital engagement um, 
was rising. So, you know, more customers were, you know, expecting a, a digital customer journey when they purchase insurance. Um, and that combined with, with another thing we saw was that um, in insurance distribution, distribution was moving closer and closer to the end customer. So we're seeing other types of companies actually entering into the insurance value chain. So for example, banks play a vital role in actually presenting insurance to customers. We're seeing membership unions, we're seeing car dealers, we're seeing retailers bundling in insurance offerings as part of their proposition, you know, alongside their core products, you know, a, a car with an insurance alongside. So those two things combined, um, having the discussions with the insurance companies, we saw that the insurance partners were actually struggling to provide good solutions out uh, to, the, to the partners in that respect. They were not very digital, um, and it took a long time for the insurance companies themselves to actually establish good solutions around that. So that led us actually to, to kind of build a solution for that, to enable digital partner sales, to have a more plug and play solution, uh, to have a solution that actually, you know, is 100% is, is digital and provides a, a customer journey that uh, at the end of the day performs well in a, in a digital context. So, uh, so that was actually kind of what was the inception of the company, those two problems, uh, digital on the rise and then, you know, partner sales also increasing uh, other types of companies selling insurance. So I suppose, you know, these different sort of core philosophies that you've had, um, and obviously over time, they've kind of developed, like you said, um, would you say there's been um, any certain challenges um, that you see in particularly in the insurance industry? And, you know, how does Penny address these hurdles? You know, actually back to what, what where our conversation started just a few, few minutes ago. So it is an industry that's very kind of prone by legacy, uh, legacy processes, uh, you know, legacy IT systems. And that's obviously a challenge. Um, for us, uh, the way we kind of viewed it was that we needed to make that kind of going in something that would work. So one of the things that we, we did in our platform was to say, all right, this platform needs to be able to speak with the legacy IT systems, for example. So we should not go in, advise our insurance clients, say, hey guys, we'd really like to work with you, but you need to change your whole IT landscape, you know, change that. That will be kind of a, over a course of 10 years and then we'd come back, right? So um, in order not to do that, uh, you, we've designed a platform that can actually integrate, you know, in a good way to, to the legacy setup that the insurance companies has and, and very quickly kind of provide value. So that's one of the things that we have in the, under the hood of the platform is kind of this integration framework that can, you know, speak so to speak, with the, with the legacy IT systems of the insurance company. So we can pro quickly provide value out through the kind of digital distribution and they do not have to make all sorts of changes and modifications or alterations on their existing setup. So, so at that was one of the uh, kind of key things. And, and then I think also in general, I mean, the way we've, I mean, working with the insurance companies, they're, they're massive organizations, they're really, really big. We started up, up really, really small and we're, we're still relatively small compared to our clients, uh, working with some of the biggest insurers in the world. And I, and I think what we also quickly realized was that we can come in, we can play innovative, uh, you know, and we can, you know, provide a, a fresh set of eyes on, on a lot of things. But we also need to have some foundational readiness in place as a company. So in today's world, for example, speaking about, you know, security and compliance, 
that's not a nice to have for any company, not even a startup or a scale up. Uh, it's, a, it's a kind of a license to operate uh, situation for, for security and compliance. The same goes with being able to adhere with a GDPR. That's also license to operate. We cannot come in and say, yeah, it, it, that sounds really nice and we'll be ready for that in 2022. They'll just say, well, then we'll find another company to work with because that is kind of foundational readiness that, that you need to have. And that has made a kind of having that in place from very early on actually has made it you know, possible for us when we engage with these big corporations to actually address the fun stuff, go in and, and focus on creating value added solutions uh, for them with our platform instead of talking about you know security and compliance and GDPR and all that stuff that just needs to be there just one thing to draw upon for our, some of our listeners you know we have a lot of listeners that tune in who are either experts in fintech but could you just kind yeah. of elaborate on that terminology um, for a second did you say it was GDPR yeah so the data protection regulation in Europe um, which was rolled up uh, a few years back I believe it was in 2018 if I'm, if I'm not mistaken uh, put a lot of obligations, obviously, on how to handle uh, data, uh, in particular sensitive data. And that regulation obviously first hit uh, and, and put awareness with the big corporations because they have a lot of data. Uh, but that also put requirements down to, you know, all the suppliers, all the fintechs, all the insurtechs. Um, and I think at some point, fintechs and insurtechs will we're looking at this and in trying to kind of find their foot in this and finding out all right at what level at what layer should we kind of set the bar for this and I'm, we found out we need to set the bar quite high uh, mm. in order for us to address what is really interesting uh, namely adding value to our clients absolutely obviously you've mentioned a bit about the challenges um, and kind of where you have to build yourself up especially in the insurance industry um Perhaps you could just for a moment share um, any of your other experience on how Penny, you know, being a relatively small company, manages to work with those big insurance corporations, especially, I suppose, if you could break it down to how you've managed to uh, work with the big insurance companies yeah. beforehand, you know, maybe um, in the past, and then how you're having to work in the current times that we're trying to sure. live in. Yeah, sure. Uh, and it, it is definitely another another time uh, these days. So, mm. so one is actually just touching back to what I said before, having that kind of foundational readiness in place as a company. I think that's a kind of a key uh, key milestone for us in, in order to work uh, in a good way together with uh, big insurers or, or banks. And then and another thing which we've developed um, over the, the, the past couple of years, actually, is a model to to go in and actually you know, form a, a shared vision with uh, our, our corporate partner on this. Uh, and actually a, a quite, you know, bold shared long-term vision to having that in place and, and working with uh, key stakeholders from the insurance companies on kind of agreeing on a, on a shared vision. So what is it we want to achieve there? Typically for us, it's around their digital distribution over a few years uh, and, and the way they are, are able to approach the market in a new way. And, and establishing a shared vision for us as, as, a, as a scale up is allows us to, to have some comfort in kind of the long-term collaboration with, with that corporate, with that company. And that then allows us actually to focus on the, you know, tiny steps that we need to take, the MVPs, the kind of minimal viable products mm -hmm. and the steps that we need to take because we know, all right, there's a long-term vision in place. And the same goes for the insurance company. 
So they also say, all right, we have this vision and then let's focus on, you know, the steps that takes us there over the next few years. And that's actually been really good and kind of fueling a good collaboration with uh, big, big corporates. Uh, because sometimes you just go in and kind of you focus on, on, on one step and you forget about the, the vision, which gives everybody actually a comfort and a guideline to say, all right, we're working towards this direction. Then it's okay to do this stuff. It might not bring us, you know, you know light years into the future. It may, brings us a, a, a small step. That's really key. So, um, so having that in place is actually really good. I was going to say, obviously, it's something which um, is kind of pointing out the obvious, but it's not going to happen overnight, this process. You know, like you said, if, if you've got that collaboration already put in place and then you're yeah. able to visualize where the journey is going to be in a year's time yeah. or vice versa, you're able to have time to kind of narrow in on what target you're going for, but you can yeah. collaborate as two corporations and kind of yes. develop it over time. Exactly. And then um, at, at, as a last thing, I, I think when the COVID-19 crisis happened back in, in March, uh, I mean, we had established uh, some, some visions with some companies around, you know, establishing digital distribution platforms for towards our partners. And, and what it led us to kind of develop, actually, because we were all kind of committed to the vision, both the insurance company. So one example we have was a, with a, a French insurance company, which we actually at that point in time had not met. So we were in kind of in, in very positive dialogue with them and they wanted to, you know, have in place a digital distribution platform for their products. Um, and then we needed to kind of find a solution. So, why, so and, and because both them and us were really keen on finding a solution and, you know, working towards the, the broader vision, um, we actually enabled uh, us to uh, develop a virtual collaboration plan over uh, over we've done that over five months now and and we've put in place this whole digital distribution platform uh, for this french um, insurance company uh, we've never met them we have i mean we've met them and, and yeah. i feel i know them but we haven't you know sh we haven't shook hands uh, and that's quite remarkable so you know speaking about a, a really enterprise product such as ours putting on, on, a, on a core side of the business for an insurance company that's something that requires typically a lot of hands-on you know being on site with our consultants you know key people from the from from our clients but we've managed to do that, you know, fully virtual. And I think had we not, obviously, had, not, had the crisis not, you know, kicked in, yeah. wouldn't have done it. Uh, I think we've, we wouldn't have imagined that would, you know, at all be possible. But it is possible. So, so check on that. But also, hadn't we had the vision in place shared, you know, among us to say, all right, we need to do this. They need to do this. They need to fuel their sales on the digital side. Then we wouldn't have prioritized it either. It would simply have been too, too little, uh, you can say, um, motivation to, to do that. Yeah, I mean, it's amazing to think, um, you know, through this, like you said, from March, with this whole crisis, you know, the yep. pandemic, indirectly, it's amazing to see how many opportunities are still being able to be reached out there you know like you yeah. said even if you're not able to physically meet someone you're still having that e opportunity of yeah. having that collaboration successfully work um, and actually just to move on to um the penny connect platform for a second could you just elaborate on the penny collect platform and um how it allows insurers to sell insurance products online through any distribution partner yeah so so penny connect uh, it's a it's a software as a service cloud-based uh, platform and and what it offers essentially is is three things so uh, for an insurance company 
towards a distribution partner. So first thing is um, a, a feature we call widgets. And a widget is a, is a kind of a piece of, um, a piece of technology that uh, distribution partner, so say for example, a bank, they can take a widget and then they can actually put that widget into their website. And, and what the widget does is that it contains a part of the insurance customer journey. So for example, typically it contains a price calculation so that the customer on, suddenly on the, on the bank platform, on the bank website can get a, a, a quote for a motor insurance or get a quote for a loan insurance. Uh, yeah. um, so, and it's in our technology, it's extremely easy for the partner the bank in this case to embed this it's a it's a it's a javascript it's a script that they can inject in their online team and then boom pops up a, a widget that then mm -hmm. is you know designed to actually engage customers with insurance products at, at that exact place so that's kind of the, the, the first part of the penny connect pl platform the the other part is a is a checkout flow so it comes with a wide label checkout flow so once imagine you go into your bank, you suddenly see, all right, a, a, a car insurance uh, quote there, you engage with that, you decide, all right, I want to, uh, I want to check this out, I want to purchase this, it lo looks good, it's a good price, it matches my needs. Um, then when you actually click purchase, you go to a a checkout flow, uh, like a, a purchase flow, like, you know, from, from you know, e-commerce uh, or retail sites. Mm -hmm. um, and that, uh, that checkout flow is shared among all the uh, products that your insurance company has. So they don't have to create multiple solutions for multiple products. So whether it's a car insurance or it's a loan insurance or it's a mortgage insurance or home insurance, they actually go through the same purchase flow and it's provided by us. And it's designed... Uh, you know, to actually enable ordinary people, I would say, to buy insurance. So we put a lot of effort that actually both goes into the widgets and the checkout flow to make sure that that digital customer journey works, that it's simple, that it's not too difficult for uh, normal people to actually complete. Um, so that's where a lot of our optimization, optimization efforts go. So um, really, um, I was just going to say you're you're still meeting the customer experience, the customer journey of having something easily accessible, you know, through the widgets that they can actually yeah. just pick it up, have a look for what they want and then successfully yes. achieve it for a easy to go approach, I say. Exactly. Um, so I was just going to say with that, actually, um, how does um, Penny stay ahead of the competition? You know, what, according to you, the differentiating factors that give it a competitive edge? So um, a, a key thing there is actually the optimization part uh, that we do. So we have a um, we have an analytics framework that that fuels both uh, widgets and, and checkout flows. Uh, and actually, for for the one reason that we want that, those customer journeys to perform the best in the world. So you know when we get up in the morning, we do nothing but you know digital sales of insurance or online sales of insurance. And part of that is opt optimization. So uh, one of the things, so we collect the data, we look at that data, and then we make sure to optimize based on that. Right now, for example, we're running uh, split tests, so A-B testing 
with mm -hmm. clients to find out, you know, which journeys perform the best and select the journey that performs the best. And we roll that out to, to all clients uh, with, with our platform. So that's really one of the things that, you know, that clients get with us that we want to be the best at actually selling insurance online through, through partners. And we have a team that, you know, specialize in, in online sales. They come from, from behavior side, so behavioral psychology, they come from finance. Uh, they really know a lot. They're experts in this field in, in the world. Uh, so that's our kind of key differentiator that's actually performing the best in the world on, on selling insurance online. Could you possibly share a case study with us, um, you know, where your company has helped its clients overcome certain challenges? Yeah, so for example, one of the uh, one of our early clients is uh, the um, the largest motor union uh, here in, in Denmark, and that uh, is, which is called FDM, um, and they sell a lot of uh, car insurances. And we've started working with them two years ago, and uh, today on on the digital side, they actually have record-breaking result uh, results uh, month over month. And, and, and part of that result, uh, honestly, is actually the ability to embed these widgets in a lot of different places in their uh, digital channels. So they are very digital organization in, in general. They work a lot with various partners on, on you know, various propositions. So that could mm. be from road assistance to magazines to good offers related to your car. And in all these channels, they are now able to actually embed insurance propositions in a, in a good way, in a really good way. So they've, they've increased their, their sales um, a lot uh, based on that, in, able to, in, in, kind of in, in, uh, in being able to work with these widgets in all their digital channels. So, so that's a really, really good case. And we work with them continuously on optimizing the flows, doing A-B testing, finding out what works best. That's a, that's, a, that's a really powerful, uh, powerful results coming out of, of the FDM. Um, I'm just thinking now, you know, there's so much information that a lot of our listeners will appreciate, you know, with you talking about Penio and kind of getting more clarification on what you guys do as a company, and especially in the fintech industry. Um, we're coming towards the end of, um, you know, our conversation, but is there anything else that you'd like to mention? Um, you know, whether it's just anything that's currently going on uh, with Penny or if there's anything else that kind of pops into your head? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, th I think one day, just coming back to where we started with the whole, you know, COVID-19 crisis, I, th I think yeah. one of the things I'm really curious about is that now we've, we've, we kind of, you know, fintechs, insurtechs, you know, banks, insurance companies, we've tried working in a COVID, you know, crisis. And I think uh, also having discussions with our clients and our partners is that we've actually managed to work in the, in the crisis, uh, you know, in a, in a kind of virtual setup. Um, what we haven't really found is kind of a hybrid model. Uh, so a, a model that works in a kind of post-19 with all the uh, post-COVID-19 with all the knowledge that we have, taking all that knowledge in, finding out what actually works best. So, so for our company, we're looking very much into, okay, how do we actually establish kind of a hybrid model uh, going forward that, you know, works with our clients, work with, you know, our partners, uh, you know, work with fintechs and surtechs to, uh, to find out what works really, really well um, as, a, as a hybrid model. I guess that's one of the things that is going to now fall into some sort of enigma you know, for, for a lot of companies yeah, yeah. that you are kind of seeing yeah. as, 
you know, whether it's in a few months time or how 2021 is going to look, it's almost as though you're kind of having to rebuild certain situations, but you yes. are still adapting to it, you know, powering through, um, if that's the right phrasing. But, you know, from what we've seen, a lot of it can be seen as positive change. Um, but I guess it's just one oh, of those yeah. things <laughs> that you just don't know when, you know, is going to, it's going to pop up at the right time. Is it? Oh, exactly. Yeah. And, and taking that step back and find out how your operating model should look is, is I think is key in the next few months. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. It's been, it's been lovely talking with you today. Um, you know, I'm sure a lot of listeners will enjoy this episode, but um, really appreciate your time. Um, so thank you very much. It was a great pleasure, Shella. Thank you very much for the opportunity. Mm-hmm.